Welcome to When Pigs Fly. We're uncovering Cincinnati's rich business history from the 1800s to today. We talk to companies to learn the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, what it takes to grow a successful business, and to simply prose to future innovation. I'm one of your co-hosts, Patrick Bailey. And I'm your other co-host, Allie Martin. And today we are bringing back a guest from episode 15, who Jay Washington. Uh, she is Yay. a community manager. So and so part of that, right, was the vulnerability piece that we talked about earlier. But today we are talking about gratitude, gratitude in the workplace and gratitude as being an individual. Uh, I love talking these overarching themes, right? And mm. we were thankful and lucky. We heard a lot of great feedback from you all about her vulnerability episode. So that's also why we wanted to bring her back. So that's exciting. But I'm going to be, I'm excited to get her take on what she thinks the definition of gratitude is. So if you Google it, like right out the gate, it says, it means the quality of being thankful, ready to show appreciation for and to return kindness. And I, I know she'll be able to elaborate in a greater sense. And I also want to bring to the table a recent survey that was done that I think you all will find very interesting about gratitude. So on that note, let's bring her in. Welcome back, Jay. We've had you previously on this podcast. And I know Ali and myself have received a ton of feedback from our listeners that they loved your words yes. on vulnerability back in episode 15. So we are grateful to have you back <laughs> to talk about gratitude. Thank you so la, much. La, 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 la. <laughs> tis, tis the season, as you said, uh, Jay, for gratitude. Tis the season to be grateful. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to return. I truly enjoy that opportunity. And I, too, receive tons of positive feedback from that episode. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. With that said, you know, we're, we're wrapping up 2021, which is kind of crazy to say we're going into wow. 2022. I think there's still a lot of things to be grateful for, even though we've had a crazy, you know, year, two years due to the pandemic mostly. And a lot of shifts have happened. Um, but something that I want to bring to the table right away, and I would love to get your insight and opinion on, there has been a recent survey done commissioned by the John Templeton Foundation, where they surveyed 2,000 Americans. Okay, so listen to this. Given a list of categories from friends to education to modern medicine, people were most grateful for their immediate families and then followed closely by freedom. Mm. However... The lowest on the list overall was their current job. So wow. employment. They were least grateful for their job. And this is where you come in because we really want to start to dissect what it means to have gratitude in the workplace. What do you think, what do you, what goes on in your head when I tell you that? Well, I think there's a disconnect between the relationship between employer and employee. Mm because gratitude is an action word. And so oftentimes I think employers miss the opportunity to provide uh, measurable actions that result in gratitude. I think people often feel unheard, unseen, underappreciated, and therefore it does not create fertile ground to grow gratitude. And so to me that 
although a sad statistic is not a surprising statistic. But, I, I, I mean, I will have to say, I, I'm a little surprised that people put their job kind of lower on the list because, especially post-pandemic, right, when some people were losing their jobs, it, it, you know, I think, like, I don't know, I'm just grateful that I had a job, you know, going through it and not losing my job. But it's... But also are people where I'm, I'm going to push back on that, I just feel like people aren't necessarily prioritizing mm. maybe their jobs as much in 2022 and moving forward. The great resignation is a real thing. Mm. And so it's not just about having a job. It's about having a job where you feel valued, wanted, mm. appreciated. And so in a world where people now are keenly aware of their options, mm -hmm. And the pandemic only um, shines a broader light on that. I think mental health and all of those things that sort of bubble up with um, chaos and crises, people begin to evaluate what's most important. And if a job does not provide, it's not just about stability anymore. Mm. That's a very mm. antiquated approach to finding employment. I think it really is about a space where it's a partnership not a um, uh, employee-employer-only relationship, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. This partnership, then mm -hmm. the employer, right, you got to lead by example. Right on. How then does an employer show gratitude to their employees? That's kind of a big, That's loaded. overarching That's a loaded, loaded question. question <laughs> but I need you to solve every employer's <laughs> problem right now, please. <laughs> Well, for some, that would be a loading question, but no less valid question. I think it's a multifaceted, uh, there's, it's a multifaceted answer because people are complex. I think you can start off with things like being an active listener as well as being a vocal advocate. But when we delve into more tangible ways that employers can be or can express gratitude, I think there are things like um, equity. I think when you're serious about not only measuring employees by their productivity, but by really looking at their value added to the organization, equity is a beautiful way to do that. I mean, but not only equity, there's things like, you know, charitable matching. Like more and more employees are keenly aware of an organization's social impact. And so they really appreciate, you know, that reciprocity organizations who are willing to invest in causes that they are passionate mm -hmm. about. And some businesses actually build their business model around that. Think of like yes. Tom's, right? Uh, and, you know, I think that along with, you know, recognizing unsung heroes, mm -hmm. um, handwritten notes, don't sleep on a handwritten a note. Men. <laughs> and you know what? And do it all year round is also yes. my thought too. Not just when the holidays come around. Right on. Right? right on. There's something about having a letter on your desk, if you're not working remote, of course, which we'll get to <laughs> later, uh, that just says, that's like, it's so authentic, right? It's yeah. special because you know that that person took the time beyond an email. Yeah. Well, and beyond Amazon, I love yeah. getting mail. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I love receiving things. So yes. how pleasantly surprising would it be to get a note mailed to you from your employer yeah. you know what i also like is when your employer picks up a happy hour that's just 
Then you move from gratitude to MVP status. <laughs> I'm just saying. But here's, well, here's another thing too, kind of going back to that handwritten letter, right? Actions are important, but words matter, yes. right? How important is the specificity of dialogue when saying thank you? Because being like, hey, thanks, that was good job. You know, that's all well and good, but does that really touch home? No, I think you have to be intentional about everything. You know, sometimes it's about being very clear about what exactly you're thanking them for. I think that allows employers to really um, understand your thought process in this gratitude space. I think, yeah. and, and similarly with employers, when you thank or congratulate or commend an employee on a job well done, Make sure you're acknowledging the project, all team members, yeah. um, how long it took, like, and why you're grateful. I think the why is just as important as the what. Yeah, it shows that they're, you're, they're paying attention. Yeah. And that they're yeah. invested in hopefully what you're doing and, and your growth. Yeah, and I think for the one on the receiving end, it allows you to feel connected in a way that surface yeah. level thank yous and congratulations often come off as hollow. What about the employee to employee gratitude? Ooh, look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so important that, you know, as human beings, that connection piece is not limited to employer employee. I yeah. think, you know, as teammates and colleagues on the surface, people think we naturally gravitate to that space. Mm -hmm. But how I would love to challenge people to Express some form of gratitude to someone you don't normally talk to. Oh, I love that. You know what I mean? Or someone in the past that you may, may have been having a challenge with. Like yeah. mending fences is just as important as building bridges. Yeah, because there's, there's value in having, you know, a competition in a workforce because, right you know, maybe it forces you to, to better yourself and grow. Right but on. at the end of the day, you're still hopefully striving for the same end product. Yeah. So you need to work, you need to be able to work together in ideally a healthy space. And I like using this as an example. Um, my last workplace that I was at, we did something where we would pass a baton from employee to employee, but the, the baton was a representation of gratitude. And if if I were to pass it to you, let's say we work together, I would then, you know, give it to you, send out an email company wide and say, hey, I'm I'm acknowledging you, your presence and the work that you bring to the table. And I just want to thank you for for mm. the hard work and what you do. And I, I really I really enjoyed that. So maybe that's something that employers can take away as well and implement that into their their everyday. I think that's beautiful. And it's not yeah. about compromising your compromising your boundaries. But it yeah. is about moving beyond complacency and yeah. really delving into the space of community. And so often people only equate community with personal outside groups, but like yeah. workspaces are community. And so, you know, and for me, I, my community work has always been about fundamentally bringing two seemingly different groups together to yeah. achieve common goals based on rules of engagement um, and, and respect. And so... Find a colleague that you don't talk to often or someone who you may have limited conversations with because of whatever reason, don't compromise safety. But if yeah. there's a space where you can really send out, you know, extend that olive branch, I think you'll find gratitude will be the natural byproduct. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of want to shift gears a little bit, but how does a company 
and employers show gratitude for um, a staff that could be going remote? Mm. I mean, immediately what comes to mind is um, swag. Stipends are really big. <laughs> I literally brought swag. <laughs> I have that on my, but on I my also paper. think about things like stipend. We got a pretty um, generous stipend mm. when the organization decided to go remote. Oh, wow. um, and it wasn't just for things like computers. It was ergonomical chairs. It was, you know, here's some money. Use it mm. as you see fit to prepare for this shift in place. Um, And to me, that's not necessary. um, But it does offer a glimpse into uh, one way an employer might be expressing gratitude for you being willing to make this shift. Because working remotely, we heard quite a bit from employees who had to navigate children being home while working, taking care Mm -hmm. of family members Mm -hmm. while also being at home. And so being given resources like a stipend for childcare or things like that, Mm -hmm. um, it might be a stretch, but that could be considered um, one example of an employer being grateful for your willingness to go remote and therefore offering you some sort of um, offering for doing so. That's a really good point in the sense that, you know, you're bringing your whole self now to work, right? Yeah, people, like, as you said, people have kids now, you know, popping in the background of the Zoom. There's, you know, dogs popping up, right, and barking. And people are opening up their lives now a little bit more so than pre-pandemic. There has to be a sense of gratitude from the employer and the employee on both sides, I think, for, you know, being open, I guess, with each other's own personal lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how does one be, I guess, get to the point of that trust and openness, right? Mm. As it pertains to gratitude? Yes. Because I think, right, it, it requires some level of honesty and openness, right? And I guess emotional awareness, to be, I guess, grateful, um, at least in my opinion. I could be totally off base and maybe gratitude is just, you know, baseline, you know, table stakes, right? But, you know, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. No, I, I, I think with any relationship, that's important. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so when you talk about professional relationships, it's it's just an extension of who we are as human beings and connection and partnership. And so when we think about, like, I think oftentimes I'm most grateful to individuals who allow me access to their whole self. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it is not just about them showing up happy and um, encouraging. It's about shadow just as much as it's about light. And so gratitude for me is someone accepting all of me not just my strengths, but my idiosyncrasies. Mm. And so when you think about that from an employer-employee relationship, it makes sense. That's why you talk about transparency and vulnerability. It's why you talk about authenticity. It's why we think about things like mental health and employers being keenly aware that employees cannot leave their mental health and well-being at the doorstep when they sign in in the morning. It's about 
all of those things allowing you to be fully present and therefore that all of that breeds fertile ground for gratitude. I am grateful because on the days that I struggle, I can say I'm struggling and people get it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm not, my feet isn't held to the fire in the same way um, when I'm, I'm, I'm great as it is when I'm struggling. You know, I, I work for a mindfulness and a meditation company. I work for a company who recently merged with a mental health app. And so, go ahead. So, this is, okay, this is also a good point, right? You you work for a company that also very much encourages that. What about if you're working in construction or physical labor or something that it, it's, that's not necessarily... And it might not necessarily be a focus because it's so physically demanding. Right. I think there are ways that people express gratitude even in those spaces. Mm. Um, oftentimes, I have a, um, my daughter is dating a young man, her fiance, uh, and he's an arborist and, and it's very physical work. Um, a way that a company might show gratitude in his space is that when it's raining, they they allow those employees to to not work that day, um, mm. and you could still work. I mean, you could still cut drought. Now, I'm not talking about torrential. I'm not talking torrential. That's interesting though, because all right. So if if you're an employer and you're like, ooh, you have the option not to work if it's you know drizzling or whatnot. And if I were an employee and some of my coworkers were still working. But I didn't feel like it. Like, I, I just think there's also a residual effect that are you then going to be viewed as lesser than and not working as hard because, well, I've chosen, I've chosen not to. But if the Whereas employer Joe has Schmo, made it clear that mm-hmm. they have given that as an option, I, I, I'm not trying to be rude, but I mm-hmm. am not beholden to my colleagues. Mm-hmm. I'm beholden to myself. Um, and so I would not do it strictly because I, if your empl- if your colleagues are all jumping off a cliff, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's that adage, like I'm not going to do it just because Joe's doing it. If I need that time, if that's an option that has been approved by my employer, I'm not here to be judged by my, em- and, and, and if that's going to be something held over my head by my employer, then again, be honest about mm-hmm. that. This is, this is a relationship. This is where honesty and transparency is important. So what happens if you feel underappreciated in the, in your uh, job and in your company? I think there's a conversation that has to be had. I've had conversations with more than one employee or employer about feeling underappreciated. So how did those go? Can you give us some like, what should we be saying in those conversations? (laughs) I myself say, hey. I am feeling underappreciated and giving real time example. Well, giving real time examples. I, I am doing this amount of work and I notice that there are acknowledgments being made sim- from by individuals who are doing similar things. Um, I see there are accolades and um, offerings being given. Am I missing something here? Um, mm. You know, I think it's really important to have dialogues. Feelings are important. Um, they should not dictate 
um, totally how someone is um, compensated or received, but they should be considered. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I had this sort of idea and comparison of like the five love languages, right? If you're ah. in a relationship now, obviously keep in mind for a professional workspace, like let's keep out physical touch and, and some, <laughs> some of those aspects. You're going straight to HR, Say what? but yeah, right. But, or you're going straight to HR, but I don't know why. I think there's kind of like an interesting connection here too and it goes back to the difference of like micro relationships versus your macro relationships in the workforce and as a leader you need to be able to understand your employees and the people that report to you well enough that you can have you can almost know what is their like language of gratitude so you can showcase it in the right way i agree wholeheartedly you know what are the point of one-on-ones one piece of a one-on-one with your immediate manager is to talk about, you know, work, is to talk about how you do your job, what you do well, yeah. what's the need for improvement. But another piece of that is to get to know the individual you're working with, mm. to know mm-hmm. their language, to, how they communicate, how they, you know, mo- there's many ways of learning. Some of us learn by reading. Some of us learn by doing. Some of us learn by, you know, kinesthetically. And so all of that plays a role of in building that relationship with the individual. And so why wouldn't that play a part in the overall almost, understanding? Right. It almost, if, if our listeners heard our most recent conversation with Scott Ruprecht, he mm. brought up the fact of the Enneagram. And I think that is such a great tool as we keep discussing, this keeps coming up for employers to also utilize to understand their employees better and break down who they are as individuals to help them lead better so they not only can, you know, give direction and advice, but can also, again, full circle show their gratitude. I agree. Enneagrams. Have you ever taken an Enneagram, Jay? It's been a while, but I have. I have. Um, what? How important is the holiday Christmas party? <laughs> <laughs> to me, not as important as some might think. <laughs> um, I just think, curious your thoughts on that. <laughs> although I do believe, again, it's 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 a it's it's a perk. It's a perk. Yeah. I think people, most employees, would do away with gratitude, or I'm sorry, with um, the holiday party. If employers were more inclined to really sit down and implement some agreed upon actions that would make employees feel more appreciated, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. So I don't need a free meal and karaoke. Mm. What I need is for you to offer me autonomy and support. Mm. Oftentimes, employers hire some of the best and the brightest, and this isn't all employers, but in my experience, more often than not, hire the best and the brightest with some of the skills that they need to move their organization to the next level, but then tie one hand behind their back. Hmm. Um, What do you mean by that? Yeah. So micromanagement Mm. is one example of tying your hand, Mm. one arm behind your back. Um, creating processes that don't allow 
whoever's doing the job to really um, contribute in the conversation. So community manager, you hire me as a community manager. You then tell me this is how you want community run, although you've never ran a community. If I say as a community manager, our focus should be on the least serve, say mid-market SMB, because our enterprise partners already have tons of resources and um, tools, and you tell me, well, the, the enterprise partners spend the most money, so we're going to focus on them. But they may have in-house wellness and community. They may have, or, so you miss out on serving the least supported who will then fuel community versus providing resources and tools to people who don't need it because they already have it. So as a subject matter expert, you don't allow me to use my expertise to fuel this strategy, even though that's what you brought me in to do. Does that make sense? Yes. And then you don't feel like you're appreciated or you, you know, you feel you get this very ungrateful feeling because they're not letting you do what you need to do. Yeah. Gratitude. That's a great example. Gratitude is understanding that you can offer autonomy and support. You can allow me to do what I need to do with the understanding that when I need clarification, when I need support, when I need partnership, I'm going to ask you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Creating that space and that that lane. Is that a conversation that needs to be just super upfront, like from the beginning of when someone starts a job, or is this a con- constant, you know, conversation on a weekly basis? I also wonder: is that something that's asked uh, in the interview, right? Yeah. When, when the employer is like, "Oh, we want to hire you. Do you have any questions for me?" It's almost like, "Hey, let me give you this hypothetical situation. How do you handle that, boss?" Yes. I agree. I, mean, I think that's a good way if you're looking to, if you're switching jobs or moving mm-hmm. on somewhere uh, it, before you take a job, maybe kind of think of some of those hypothetical situations and present them before you accept and sign on the dotted line. Yeah, I think that's not only a conversation that should be had in the beginning during um, uh, recruitment and hiring, but like you said, Patrick, it's something that has to be constantly revisited because in any relationship, mm. There's always touch points where you have to regroup and remind people that we have to touch base and reiterate certain requirements Mm -hmm. for me to do my best, you know, for me to show up as my best self and do the best job. Here are the things that I need. Are you still able to provide those things? No harm, no foul if you're not, Mm -hmm. because situations Mm -hmm. change, you know, situations change as circumstances change, but we need to be clear about what the expectation is presently because oftentimes what we agree upon now a year from now things so will have the, 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 those expectations if they do change right and you said no harm no foul like what do people do in those situations then right like where they get to the point where they feel that they're not being shown the gratitude that they probably deserve uh you know and they don't feel that allowance for support and autonomy what should people do if like you know in that conversation they're like oh sorry we can't provide you with what you need that's the power of choice Mm. i have been very clear in past opportunities where things have changed and i've said here are my demands my employer has said sadly we cannot meet those demands then i've said i appreciate that honesty can we now discuss 
what it looks like in regards to an exit strategy. Mm. I've had that. And it's not pretty. It can be uncomfortable. But if you are unhappy and you've listed your demands and the employer has said, I'm sorry, this is not what I'm able to provide you, you're either going to decide to concede, and that's choice. Our superpower is to choose to concede and go, okay. Or you say, I appreciate that. I now, because this is what I need, we need to talk about what it looks like moving forward. I love that because I think at the end of the day, we all we all have the ability to make our yeah. own decisions. And then it does go back to that self-awareness. And I think even the idea of gratitude fitting into company culture yes. is very interesting because uh, what my needs are in a company and a job are not going to be the same as yours, Patrick, are mm. not going to be the same as yours, Jay. Right. And I do think... You know, I think action is one thing. The PNGs of the world, right? They'll, yeah. to show their gratitude for their employees if they're packing up and they're moving, like they take care of everything. They'll box it. They'll do, and, and you know, the, the swag and all that. And, right. And, and they take it. So that's one thing. And that could be super beneficial. But then someone else could be like, I just, I really want the dialogue. I want right. to be mm-hmm. in a smaller agency, agency life or whatever that might look like. And I feel like I am in a space of gratitude where I have more one-on-one conversation with my boss. So it, it, you, as individuals, we have to really think about, again, those love languages, those gratitude languages, how do we accept them? And then how do we also want to, to receive them? And how do we want to give it out too? And then where do you go from there and what companies align with you? I do, it's not going to be the same. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I, and I think people think it negative to be honest and clear about that. Like just because it's uncomfortable doesn't make it a negative, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, growth is uncomfortable, but certainly growth Mm -hmm. is a positive. Mm -hmm. And some people can also check some, some, their emotions at the door for work, you know, and I think there are a lot of jobs that there is a time and a place for that. So I think in those types of circumstances, the the, the money saying, Hey, you get a big fat bonus at the end of the year because you've been working your butt off that's where it's at and, and some people are cool with that yeah and that and that's it, not a negative no yeah. and and that is yeah. gratitude you know what i mean that is mm-hmm. an action you getting a bonus everyone i've you know you hear about i think i read recently that um i'm not sure if it was a google but it was a google a large corporation <laughs> not only deciding to stay remote until 2023 but also offering their all of their employees a thousand dollar bonus you know, mm-hmm. that's an action. That's gratitude. Yeah. Do we expect that from every organization? No, that's not realistic because not every organization can do that. But th- when you talk about how do organizations show gratitude, um, even though I could do I could do less with a holiday party, that is one way that employers <laughs> show gratitude. I don't need to see Shelly, you know, photocopying her butt, <laughs> but like, that's you know part of the shadow side of a holiday. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, but that is some ways. You know, mm-hmm. um, a secret Santa. You know, is a way that yeah. you know. There's little things. There's little things. He, I was say I actually have a good one, um, and it's funny because I, I I asked that holiday party question because I used to work for an agency where 
Honestly, we threw the best holiday party and it was themed and we would have like a, the crazy part is we would have a party to reveal the theme of the party. Wow. But the crazy part is, and where I was grateful was number one, this is my personal experience. It got, it realized, I, I realized I was passionate about events, but then they gave us the lane to literally do whatever we wanted to creatively. And I was able to actually learn and grow my skills. And I was like, oh, this is actually cool. And another perk that they gave us throughout the year was a curiosity day. Oh. So they would give us an extra day of vacation and they would say, use it however you would like. And, but what we want you to do is we want you to go and put yourself in more of an uncomfortable situation or explore or do something that is going to allow you to grow. And then I want you to come back and you're going to tell everybody about your journey. And what did you learn? Wonderful. So that, to this day, I still think the curiosity day is a really great uh, idea that I think companies should pursue. That reminds me that we get a mind day every other Friday. Yeah, the, yeah, that's one way, you know, Headspace not only acknowledges mental health and well-being, taking a day to take care of your mind, whether that's meditation, whether that's taking a walk, whether that's just shutting your mind off every other yeah. Friday that our company, you know, gives us a day off with pay to focus on our mind. It's one way to say thank you, but it's also yeah. a way to show gratitude for the work done especially during this challenging time during the pandemic. So when it comes to gratitude, how can one be grateful during a time of challenge and stress? Mm, Yeah. I think remind yourself, A, that this is a moment. Mm. You know, mindfulness is about being present. And so Mm. how you feel today may not be what you'll feel like tomorrow or a week from now. So being very clear that... Right now, there's a challenge, but that might not always be the case. I think it's also important to understand that it's okay to feel upset or angry. Be, be grateful for those individuals who allow you to show up as your full self. Mm-hmm. Um, the humans that I appreciate the most are the ones who allow me to show up not as my best self, but as my less than best self. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important that you can find gratitude in every moment, every moment. It's just, it's not just the pretty moments. It's not just the clean moments. I am grateful for the access to know it's okay to be angry, to be sad, to be vulnerable. So if you're an employer listening to this episode right now, you're like, oh, crap, I have literally nothing in place to show gratitude to my employees. What are some little things they can do right now to show gratitude? Shut down the business. (laughs) (laughs) You shouldn't be an employer. (laughs) You know what? I think I have always loved the idea of one day a week, thankful Thursday, you know, grateful Friday, you know, whatever it is, so that it doesn't feel, um, so that it feels impartial I think it's really important that you know your employees enough that you could throw all their names in a hat, shuffle up that hat, pull a name out of the hat, and be able to say one thing that you're grateful for for that individual. Mm. 
And it doesn't have to be work related. It could be they have a great smile. It could be, you know, their ability to, you know, you know, make me laugh. I think Mm -hmm. it's really important to see people. Mm -hmm. People Mm -hmm. really value being seen. And so if you're an employer, you don't need this grand gesture. It could be a quick email. So no holiday party. (laughs) People want holiday. (laughs) I'll let it go. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. (laughs) People want holiday parties. (laughs) But for me, I just think it's important to be creative. And you're not always going to get it right. Not perfect, Mm -hmm. but purposeful. Mm. Ask people. Ask people their language, you know, their gratitude language. How do you, you know, show gratitude? And how do you like to receive the expression of gratitude? I'm sure people are willing to share that and appreciate the fact that you asked. What's interesting is we for sure have had a lot of different thoughts flowing here. Um, Nothing has necessarily been concrete but I think that's what happens when we're having a discussion about gratitude when we have a discussion about vulnerability Mm -hmm. um and and that's okay right so what because when you think about it how do you measure it what is your your KPI for gratitude well I think one easily measurable KPI is retention because you think a grateful employee is a happy employee which means they're going to stay put I think it's really important to understand that those soft skills may not be measurable from a KPI standpoint initially, but clearly it does feed into those measurable outcomes and therefore should be considered um, Mm -hmm. and, 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 and invested in. And at the end of the day, it just benefits everybody. Yeah, I agree. Um, A grateful employee will also, in my humble opinion, will look to share their gratitude. Gratitude they'll share it, they'll action. be open, they'll work harder. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, gratitude um, given is is gratitude yeah. received. And it's mm. that reciprocity. You know what I you mean? Like, it's the thing that keeps on giving. It's, it's interesting because actually part of the John Templeton Foundation, some of the stats that they came up with through the survey, the more gratitude that the employees felt, the more productive and yes. the better work they produced. So... Well, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here is our last question then for our gratitude episode. What are you most grateful for going into 2022? I am most grateful for the opportunity to engage with individuals who show me in real time gratitude. (laughs) And I say that because this year has been one of the most challenging years as an adult that I've ever experienced. Mm. And I've often questioned um, the need for gratitude in spaces that are challenging. And I am so grateful for people who navigate challenge with grace. Grace is such a beautiful expression of self and of a situation. And so I have met some amazing individuals who in times of uncertainty and challenge have shown up with the grace that allows them to be grateful. 
I'll use again the unfortunate passing of an immediate family member. It was unexpected. And therefore, I'm typically a person who's pretty gracious, like who's pretty grateful. And I found myself struggling with gratitude. And the way I was able to navigate that uncertainty or that that space of uncertainty was to look at individuals who had also experienced challenges and allowed themselves to be sad, to be vulnerable, to be angry. But also in those spaces, they showed a certain level of grace that was inspirational. I, I know some pretty amazing people. I know some pretty amazing people. And so I am so grateful for people who show up authentically and honestly, graciously, because it allows me in those moments to not only sit in it because it's okay to sit in it, it's okay to be sad, it's okay to be angry, but they are my light at the end of the tunnel. They show me that even in the most challenging times, with support, with time, with community, I'm going to be okay. And, mm. and that is worth its weight in gold because sometimes I'm not sure. Mm. Sometimes I'm not sure. And so I am grateful for the humans that show up, show out, and show everyone what it means to be grateful. I love that. Snap, snap, snap. Well, we're grateful for you. Jay. I'm very grateful for you. Very grateful for you. And I just want to say, Jay, I, I, I'm personally grateful, and I'm sure Patrick probably feels the same, of, of you being vulnerable with us on these podcasts and opening up and really showing your true, authentic self and bringing some really great insight and, and light to our listeners. Well, um, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I think... Again, in a world where there's many brilliant voices out there talking about all different kinds of subjects, yeah. I'm grateful that there's value in the words that I speak um, because I give them with love and the hope that I suffer so you don't have to a little and that maybe in sharing these words, you find value in a place where previously there was none. As always, we love having Jay on. Yeah. Uh, I love the deeper discussions. Definitely, definitely. And for me, I really liked how she separates being thankful and gratitude. Mm -hmm. Gratitude mm -hmm. is almost like this bigger concept. It requires action. And, you know, thankfulness mostly is just, you know, saying, hey, thanks. You know, it's like kind of sometimes when, uh, you know, a boss just says, thanks for your help or a coworker says, yeah. thanks for your help. You know, that's nice. But like, can you show it somehow? And that's where I think gratitude yeah. kicks in. It's it's a greater intent for mm. me. It's like, what is your intention? Your, your, your intention is gratefulness because it's not just that thank you. And it's a part of it mm -hmm. saying thank you is good yes but like you said it's it's not the be all end all and and we kind of mentioned this at the end of our chat but i think it's also important to reiterate that this idea isn't necessarily fully concrete mm -mm. you know i think there isn't necessarily a right or wrong answer to how to express gratitude 
Um, and that's why I really enjoyed kind of that comparison of the five love languages again, mm. or the, the the gratitude languages, however many we maybe we could deep dive into that a little bit more <laughs> later. Um, but there's no there's no right or wrong well, it's wrong for, way of talking about it. It's different for each person, and a good boss, as Jay said, will sit mm-hmm. down and have a conversation, and you know, kind of just set those expectations up front about you know what, like how can I show my appreciation for you. Because I think you're doing a great job. What do you need from me as your employer, mm-hmm. your boss, to or your leader to, you know, feel appreciated? So when do you then, Patrick, feel most appreciated? Ooh. <laughs> I, for me, I think it goes back to what Jay said about the autonomy and support, right? For me, I think I like the space to go, you know, be a little creative and let me do things and... Mm-hmm. Branch out. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's the same for everyone. I think, you know, I really respond well to that autonomy. And, uh, you know, I think if you do end up doing a good job, you know, your boss, my great good bosses Mm -hmm. that uh, have shown me, like, you could, they give me, you know, a little bit more leeway on things and projects and ideas Mm -hmm. and they let me go try new things. Right. And I think that's a great way for, at least for me on how to feel appreciated. Ali, now back to you. How do you like your employer to show you gratitude? Similar to yourself, I like to be given the lane to be creative. Mm. Um, I think also a lot of that just comes down to doing creative work, you know, working in media um, and being able to have an environment of collaboration, I think is really important. So and that's almost a structural thing. I don't know mm. if that's necessarily full on gratitude, but I, I personally am grateful for when an employer creates a structure that allows for creativity and allows for us to take a risk and encourages taking a risk creatively, even though ideas might be a little off the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that's, I, I, I'm a little bit of a words of affirmation kind of a gal. So it doesn't need to be anything crazy, but just every once in a while, I like the, hey, you're doing good work. But specifically being like, yo, I really liked XYZ segment mm. on this because of XYZ. Yeah, and specifics. that just shows me that they, again, they were listening or they were watching and they were paying attention. Mm. And that means a lot because when, especially in a line of work like media, we talk about imposter syndrome all the time, but any entrepreneur has that. And when you are, you, when yourself, when you are your yourself and yourself is a brand and you're putting yourself out there, that's very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So being able to get that, that direct and constant feedback makes me feel like, okay, I'm not, I don't totally suck at what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask the question that you asked Jay at the end. What are you grateful for? Ooh. Going into 2022. This is a hard question because I feel like 2021 has been a really pivotal year for me, Mm. career-wise. I think first and foremost, I am grateful for what we have been able to start. With When Pigs Fly, I think this is just a launch pad for something uh, great. And I am utmost grateful for the people who have been in my life and who have been supportive for for me and with me over this last year because of the fact that I've been in some pretty like up and down situations. And 
I take, I, I really like to work and I like my career and people know that that's important to me. So with these changes, I've had a lot of overwhelming support and I'm mm. extremely, extremely grateful for that. I love it. You? I love it. For me, definitely grateful for this podcast and for you, uh, you know, coming into my life. Uh, you, you know, we've definitely not only been close as co-hosts, but also as friends. So grateful yeah. for you. But like you, this year has been a pivotal year career-wise for me as well. So, you know, a lot of ups, lots of downs, a move and, you know, the people there yeah. that are always in your corner. You got to, you know... I am grateful for them. And, you know, maybe this is my way of showing it is by saying it on a podcast. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hopefully I could show it in other ways as well. And last but not least, we are grateful for you listeners. Yes. Who tune in and dial in every week because that just, it makes my day knowing that we, we're getting feedback and, and um, you guys are enjoying it. So Speaking thank you. Speaking of feedback, please feel free to email us at host. That's h-o-s-t-s at whenpigsfly.fm and we will try to respond sometimes those emails end up in our junk mail but we'll, we're working on that um but, al <laughs> but also feel free to reach out to us via instagram facebook mm -hmm. linkedin twitter we're on all those platforms go follow go like go download your uh, these episodes of, uh, on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you listen to the podcast and ali what most importantly do they need to do Please, please, please tell a friend. While you guys are sitting around the holiday table eating dinner and you start discussing Netflix and podcasts, I hope that ours comes up in a discussion. We will be eternally grateful for that. <laughs> and on and that happy note... happy holidays. Yes, <laughs> yes. Happy holidays. And on that note, Allie. Cheers. Cheers. And here's some necessary legal stuff. Allie Martin and Patrick Bailey developed the When Pigs Fly podcast in collaboration with the Up Company LLC. At the time of this recording, we do not own equity or any financial interest in the companies which appear on the show unless otherwise indicated. All opinions expressed by podcast participants are solely their own opinion and do not reflect the opinions of the EW Scripts Company and its affiliates or Generator Management LLC and its affiliates or any entity which employs us. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. We have not considered your specific financial situation nor provided any investment or legal advice on the show. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week. We also wanna give a shout out to Claire and Christian of Moonbow. They're the two artists of our intro song, which is so catchy and gets stuck in our heads all the time. So bop over to Spotify or wherever you find your music and give them a listen. And Like the Night by Moonbow is courtesy of Silver Lake Sync. <laughs>